Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening. That was kind of a uh, that was kind of abrupt into our uh, our graphic there. Uh, I thought it was going to count us down and kind of fade out, but I guess it's not. I'm trying some things on the restream, uh, but nonetheless, it is Monday night. We are here, Vinny Hardy, on the on that side. I'm your host, Corey Burton, as well. We're going to take you through and navigate you through this wonderful evening uh, in May uh, on the 23rd of May. I've got three more half days with kids and I've got a summer break after that. Oh boy. Not that I'm going to be taking a break, but I won't be doing school until Uh, August. A little bit of a break. Yeah. No break at all. Not really. I got a summer job. And then football. Yeah. I got football and then a summer job. Well, hmm. Gotta make that cheddar, dude. Yeah, gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. Unless, unless believe wants to uh, put the college shows on Sirius XM now too. Because mm. uh, they did with the NFL shows. I don't know if you saw that tweet. No, the tweet. No. Yeah, there was a tweet. It said, uh, "Believe uh, has reached an agreement with Sirius XM to house all of the NFL shows." On its app, Sirius XM app. Ooh. So, being a part of the aforementioned Believe Network, Vinny, we might we might be privy to such platforms. Hopefully, in the near future. Maybe that'll moves, be a big man. contract. Maybe that'll be a big contract. Making moves. Definitely. So, Britt, if you're if you're wanting to get on, Sirius XM is in the in the near future. I hope. I hope. Going back to the intro, though, you said, first of all, it with the baseball theme, it threw you a curveball because you thought it was going to end smooth and end abruptly. Yes, it did. Second of all, you already talked about before we came on the air, I was breathing rhythmically. And if I had listened to a few more seconds of that, I was going to be breathing rhythmically again because it was nice and soothing. And I might have been starting to show dozing off because it was it's very yeah. calm and soothing and just put you right to sleep. Uh, it just it just gets you calm. Here, <laughs> here it is again. Hold on. Hey man. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. What? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for uh, the night, man. <laughs> that's right, man. I, I was already tired enough, man. But uh, until we get on Sirius XM, uh, as of right now, we are brought to you by Bet Online. That will probably continue to be the case no matter what. But our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
You can find all the latest odds, new sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. Use our promo code BELIEVE to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, Vinny, got an action-packed show. Uh, the SEC baseball tournament field is set. Your four buys um, go as follows. Tennessee in the one seed, A&M in the two seed, Arkansas in the three, LSU in the four. Which leads us to a first-round matchup of Alabama versus Georgia to see who plays Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You get, and, and Georgia's the sixth seed. Alabama's the eleven. Then you get a Florida-South Carolina matchup to see who plays A&M. Then you get Ole Miss and the Vandy boys to see who plays Tennessee. And then you get Auburn and your Wildcats coming in in the 12th spot, cruising in in the 12th spot to see who plays LSU. So those are are some pretty intriguing matchups. I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining SEC baseball tournaments. Um, that I've seen in recent memory. Yes. Uh, we're, you know, it, it the, the strength of the West, first of all, Tennessee, got to give them credit, head and shoulders above everybody. But then, you know, you look at these seeds, then A&M was the two, mm-hmm. Arkansas the three, LSU the four, um, the fifth seed is Auburn. The next East team is you guys as the sixth seed. So the, the West was strong after Tennessee is West, 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 West. Finally get Georgia back in there for somebody for the East since it's his beast to the East. But yeah, um, crazy how, I mean, Tennessee ran away with it, but how strong the, the rest of the West was rounding out, you know, the next tier of teams. Um, exactly. Crazy. We just have to be in there, and thank goodness we played some ranked teams because we we played non-ranked teams, we lose. We play ranked teams, we won every series. So that's that's what got Kentucky into the SEC tournament period because they were they were on the outside looking in for most of the season. Uh, took two out of three from Auburn, and then Missouri losing. Uh, that was able to get their ticket punched to even make it. So, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean, just and, and even though it's West heavy at the top, I, I really think th- these teams are just you watch them play all year long. I mean, Kentucky sitting at the 12th seed is just as dangerous as Tennessee, um, b- because I, I think m- most of these teams are pretty similar. A lot of these teams they hit the ball well, they get runners on base, they force you into your bullpen early. And and they can really turn the game around. And I think any one of these twelve teams can can do that. But obviously, you know Tennessee getting the number one seed. I think if Tennessee goes down, which we talked about our concerns with their emotional state, <laughs> if they can hold on, because baseball is such an unemotional game. A lot of times, like if you get you, there is a such thing as being too hyped. Um. 
you have too much juice and that juice causes your pitchers to be a little wild or causes them to make a mistake here or there. And in college baseball, especially in the SEC this year, you can't make mistakes on the mound. Otherwise, you're going to get you're going to hit pretty hard. Absolutely. And it's just who's going to impose their will on who? Who's going to, you know, chase the starter and, and get you into your bullpen before you want to get to your bullpen or uh, things like that? Or, or who's going to show up when, with the bats quiet? Or who's going to have that night where they hit a, a bunch of loud outs, you're hitting the ball right at guys where, you know, any other time they'd be, you know, finding the gap or getting through. You know, you never know. You know, Hoover is a big, you know, typically a pitcher's park anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee's been crushing the ball all year yeah, as far as, you know, blasting home runs and things of that nature. Uh, is it going to be burning up hot down there in Hoover, which makes the balls just kind of die out there in the outfield, as we've seen in SEC tournaments past? It's just going to be, like you said, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. And who knows who's going to, you know, be the last team standing when it does settle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there could be some it's double elimination. So mm-hmm. things are just going to flat get interesting. I mean, you know, you, I really, this Ole Miss-Vandy matchup probably out of the first round might be the most exciting one because, you know, Vandy is is the, the power in college baseball in this conference, uh, the, the traditional one, at least mm-hmm. lately. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, we started off the year talking about them being the latest gorilla ball team where they were just there wasn't a single ballpark that could that could contain their lineup. Nope. Obviously they cooled off a bit, but uh you know this is a very, very intriguing eight nine matchup there. Uh I think Florida's a very pesky team sitting there at the seven seed. Didn't really hear much about them all year long. They just were kind of the steady eddy of the of the field and you know South Carolina being you know who they are They've they've been good in the past, and you know Arkansas has been good in the past, and uh, th- they keep those traditions alive, and they just play solid baseball. And then you know you have Alabama Georgia, which is also an intriguing matchup. Um, I, I don't know if uh, being without Jamison Williams and John Mechie is going to affect the Alabama baseball team, but we shall see, right? I mean, they'll make it. They'll factor it in some kind of way. They would have stolen more bases with those two healthy. You know, I know. This I know, I know. It's, it's just sad, really. It's, I just hate it for them that they're going to lose in the first round now because they don't have Jamison Williams. They can't double steal. You can't get them both on and do double no. steals and all that kind of stuff. No, you can't. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, their whole mojo, man. It's like they're just they're out of sync. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I like that. So we're we're looking we're looking at a uh, my predictions are going to be, you know, Georgia finds a way to, to get past Alabama. Um, you know, maybe they in the fourth quarter they, they hit a few deep, but uh, they're going to be playing Arkansas second round. I'm going to say Florida A and M. I'm going to say Ole Miss beats Vandy, and I'm going to go on a limb and say Kentucky beats Auburn. They they just beat them two out of three, so they know they can. Yeah. And you know they they show up when they're playing ranked teams. They beat yeah. the RPI, you know, the, the RPI number one, number five, number eight, number eighteen. You know, five top twenty series wins. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I'm kind of like the Tennessee fans now. They're, all those Tennessee fans that are hoping and bracing for Tennessee to flame out now the postseason here. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting that feeling now that you know Kentucky made it to the tournament, and now do they are they one and done against Auburn, or yeah. are they? You, you know, we start with the what the Kansas City Royals in 2014. They were the wild card team, mm-hmm. like three or four games above 500, went all the way to the World Series. Uh, those Giants teams with Eli, they're nine and seven, go all yeah. the way to the Super Bowl, beat yeah. my Cowboys who had home field advantage. So once you're in fight or you know fight for your life mode maybe you just keep it rolling kentucky's been fighting for their life for a while so maybe they're already in that mode and they can go ahead and beat auburn and you know see what happens against lsu you're at house money at that point um i'm, I'm hoping that's what happens instead of just getting there and then just fizzling out after one yeah. game yeah that, that that would be that would be a shame um to, to you know to to end it in two straight losses because it's again double elimination. But um, you know, I I, well, I don't want to see the first part. Long. First day is single, isn't it? The first day is single, then it goes yeah. double after that. Yeah, but. so you gotta you gotta win one to get the double. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what That's true. we. Well, this is where we're all at. Us and, and, and you're the you're the nightcap. Uh, nine p.m. Eastern. Mm. Kentucky's the nightcap. Georgia kicks things off 10.30 a.m. Eastern time on the SEC Network. I'll, I will be definitely having this on the screen at school tomorrow. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, but you never know. Like Georgia went on a run back in 08 when we weren't necessarily the best team in the – but we just got hot. Then we got hot in regionals. Then we got red hot in super regionals. Uh, kept the momentum going through the College World Series until he ran into that buzzsaw called Fresno State. Yeah. One of those perennial national powers. Yeah. If you're a casual fan and just turn on the TV for the College World Series, you're still familiar with, you know, those guys and Cal State Fullertons and because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're always there. You're thinking, why? Why are these why are they good? They're just good. Those West Coast teams are just good at baseball. Every year. Wichita State's always in there somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have like Oregon State, who yeah. they live for college baseball out mm-hmm. there. So, but uh, it should be interesting. You know, we, we could jump in and break down all the stats and here's all the matchups. But we're not going to do that. No. I want to bore you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bore you. But anyway, we are, like I said, we are beasts of the East. So we got a lot of beasts of the East type things to talk about. So uh, Georgia's getting facility upgrades in baseball too, by the way. Mm. Some more facility upgrades. So that's going to be fun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the SEC, it's all about the, the facility arm race. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to see renderings of this. Can we see what? I can't wait to see the renderings of mm. these new changes. Mm. A lot of it's going to be in the interior. Mm. Like, you know, they're going to redo their weight room, locker room, player lounge, nutrition center. They're going to build one of those. Um, they're going to move the coach's office from from the Steg to Foley Field oh, okay. for baseball, okay. you know, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so baseball, bright and early tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m., for me, um, it's going to be Georgia versus Alabama. 
Bama. <laughs> yeah, I've been beating them in everything. I mean, you beat them in basketball for I mean, no, like I mean, one of your only that your only conference win in basketball. I believe so. Beat them in football for the title. Mm-hmm. Beat them in basketball because the, the crowd at the stake was playing just like football, right? If I'm not, they correct. were. <laughs> so, so of course y'all going to beat them tomorrow. Of course yeah. Georgia's going to win. It, it, it is. It is a <laughs> foregone conclusion. So Jake, if you're listening, sorry, bud. It's just not your I'm, year. I'm sorry, Jake, man, but I, I did not lie about what happened. I mean, they were saying just like football. I'm just, yeah, they were. I didn't mean to bring up that bad memory, but that's that's what mm-hmm. happened. And so Georgia wins tomorrow, eight to eight to five. Yep. So, how about this? Let, let's let's switch gears for a minute, because uh, I just saw this. I'm I'm scrolling the I'm scrolling the Twitter while while we're going through this too. I'm just kind of just kind of browsing, seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're a basketball guy, right? <laughs> is this a, is this a bad score? Fifty-seven to thirty-three at halftime in an NBA game. Who's up? Boston? Celtics. Yeah, Boston's up. <laughs> They're about to tie this series up. That is. Uh, yeah. They, uh, what is it with this matchup? Because I feel like it's very back and forth. I thought, you know, I thought coming into it that Miami was going to be, I thought they were going to be runaways in the East, just seeing how, how they dominated Atlanta and just kind of how they kind of cruised and the, the style of play they have. I guess Boston just matches up well with them. I guess the, the last game. Miami got out to the big, huge lead, and, and Boston rallied and cut it to five or six or one. Then Miami held on to one. The thing about it, to me, which it looks like Golden State's going to close out the Mavericks in four or five, they're up 3-0, and they're going to be resting. Everybody in this Miami-Boston series is hurt. Jimmy Butler was struggling. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero, former cat, did not play tonight. The end of the game the other day, Tatum for Boston was grabbing his shoulder. They're just beating the crap out of each other. And if Golden State sweeps and just rest and sit and watch Boston and Miami go six or seven in an absolute knockdown drag out, I mean, it's, the Warriors just got to be loving this. Just keep beating each other up. We'll keep resting and we'll boat race whoever comes out of the East. That's the kind of way it's looking. Cause, yeah. yeah. Nobody, everybody's limping and, and just dragging themselves up the court. <laughs> it's Boston Miami series. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw somebody, one somebody on Twitter said, like the video games. So can you can you turn the injuries off? You remember you used to do that in Tech Mobile. <laughs> yeah. so can we please turn injuries off? That's how bad it's getting. Everybody is everybody's, everybody's getting, getting everybody's getting injured. Nobody. No, it's going to be war of attrition. You know who yeah. who can who can finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with uh, same with the Dallas series. Of course, Dallas is just getting. Torch, man. They're not ready. Not quite ready for this level of prime time. I know that this this is their wake up call. Like, hey, you thought you were pretty good, and yeah. you know, Steph Curry's like, no, you're not. Wiggins is like, no, you're not. Yes, yes. He's like, where did he come from? This is what everybody thought he would be. He was the number one overall pick out of Kansas a few years ago. I don't know if he's rejuvenated because Kansas won the championship. His, his alma mater won the chi- the title, and he's like, yeah. And because he's – or I think, you know, Steph and Clay are the number one, two options. They're the top dog. He's just kind of laying low over here doing his thing. No pressure on a great team. I don't have to be the guy. If I yeah, feel like just dunking exactly. on Luka, if I just want to dunk on a guy here and there and play great defense, and 
and he's just kind of he's just kind of rolling. You no, know, you know, people thought he was gonna do this for years, and now he's just maybe he's a late bloomer. I don't know. But he's, he's what 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 is his game like? What what is like? I, I guess you know, not being the franchise guy has really kind of caused him. I don't say caused him, but really has allowed him to kind of analyze his game and and figure out what he's good at. Right? He he's a slasher, good defender. Right? You know, plays well vertically. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, he can he somewhat decent shooter. He's probably supposed to be. I'm not. He's been in the league a while. He was the number one pick for Minnesota. He's probably supposed to be what what your boy Anthony Edwards is trying to do. You know, yeah. that's that's what Wiggins was a few years ago. Was was AE, but it didn't really. It really pan out. I don't know if he, he wanted that. He's AE without the mindset. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, they're the same player, though, right? Yeah. It just, he just didn't want the that weight or that pressure or just – I don't know if he wasn't yeah. was too big for him. But now he's just kind of, you know, a few years later, I'll just be the fourth option for Golden State, and I'm cool. I'm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, whatever works for him. I mean, it's good, it's good to see him. You know, I, I hate seeing these – Number one overalls and uh, bust, but you know I, I think Wiggins is somebody that could have. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. I, still, I hate the Eagles. I'm sorry. I just they just slipped out. I'm a cowboy. Carson Wentz. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man, these allergies are killing me. <laughs> Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Oh, All right. Yeah. Outburst. I apologize. If I was in court, I'd be one more outburst. You're being contempt, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're being held in contempt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, like Carson Wentz. So, I, you know, I, I think Wiggins is somebody that could have benefited from. I know he was super, super talented, but I think mentally, he proves that like you could use two or three years in college. Mm-hmm. Most of these players, you know, outside of the just absolute freak shows, I, I think you need to stay at least two years minimum. Mm-hmm. To to be a good, effective, mature, or slightly more mature player, in the transition to make mm-hmm. that transition, because I don't know, I'll never forget it. Because you transition from high school to college, and you transition uh-huh. from college to the NBA, all in a span of two years. Whereas, like, you know, I think you need to, you know, obviously make the jump from high school to to, to college, and then you know, take your freshman year of college, and then take what you need to improve and prove it and then make the jump if you're ready or, or come back for a third year if you're not quite ready. You know, I, I just think these kids, you know, I just think some of these players see the physical freaks and they they see, okay, but really I can do that. I'm just as good as he is. Well, no, you're not. Like, mentally, you're not. It's just not the case. You know, like LeBron didn't need to go to college. Which is... it. it Kobe didn't need to go to college. Yeah. KG and, didn't need to go to college. It took, but mostly everybody else does. But it took Kobe a minute. It took him a couple of years to become Kobe. It took Kevin Garnett a minute to become Car- uh, Garnett. You know, you had Kobe airballing shots against Utah yeah, and they were getting swept. LeBron is the one which I, I remember. You, know, this, you saw the hype. You saw it. This the kid. His high school games are on TV. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. He's the chosen one. I'm like, okay, we'll see. I said, we'll see what he does against grown men. He's got to go straight from dominating high school to playing against Carl Malone. Let's see. And he first game 25, eight and eight, and he's done it for 20 years. So that's just remarkable when you really stop and think that he he didn't have that. 
adjustment period. He just stepped in and and just put up numbers. It, it wasn't a rough patch. It wasn't. So, I mean, you can be a LeBron guy. You can be a Jordan guy, depending on how what age bracket you fall into. A lot of people, you know. But for him to just step in and, and not miss a beat and to be as durable and healthy as he's been, he hasn't really had a season-ending injury. He's missed some parts of a couple years here and there late. But to be that healthy for that long and do what he's done, it's, it's insane. Well, let, let's say let's say Michael Jordan and LeBron James are the same age, or similar age, I should say. Like LeBron is a year younger than I am, graduated a year younger in school than I did. Um, so, like, let's say Michael and I were classmates. Like, do you think Michael comes out of high school in this day and age? Or do you think he still goes to college and develops? If, if he'd have been like a senior when you were? Yeah, in 02. Ooh. Let's say he's a senior in high school in 02, hypothetically. Do you do you think he goes? Wow. Because like I, I think he benefited from spending three years at North Carolina. Because mm-hmm. he was he was like, real skinny his freshman mm-hmm. year, even though he you know hit the tie, hit the shot that won the championship. But you still had like James Worthy and yeah. Sam Perkins and, and other Hall of Famers on that team. He was skinny. I mean, the, the weight training is a little different now, maybe, but I don't I don't know. He might. I don't think he gets cut as a sophomore from his high school team. Playing today. Yeah, in 1999, nobody's cutting him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. He had to get cut. Uh-huh. Would he maybe stay two years instead of one in college? Yeah, I think he might. I think he may have been. I think he would have been a one and done. I think he would have gone to college, gotten his year of strength and conditioning, and gone on to the pros. That's what I think would have happened. We, we, just, we assume he goes to North Carolina still? Probably. Because I don't. Because if he's a what year were you a senior? Oh, two. Uh, that was that was on the heels of like Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, Ed Cota, yeah. Shimon Williams. Okay, teams. so Dean Smith is Dean Smith even there? Not anymore. Dean's not there. Is it Matt Darty or Bill Guthridge? Uh, I think it's Guthrie. Okay, he was. <laughs> I think it's Guthrie. Guthrie. He was just kind of a stopgap to Roy Williams got there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a fun hypothetical you're throwing out here. Yeah. Mm. And so then, if he's a, then he's got well, so so I guess D Wade and Carmelo and LeBron are all a year younger than you. Yes, they they were on the same draft class. Well, no, no, Carmelo is my age because he was my freshman year of college. He was a freshman at Syracuse, okay. and he hit that shot. I remember mm. that. I was in the dorms watching that. Mm. So Carmelo and I are the same age. So Carmelo goes a year of college. Jordan, you think he does one year of weight training and moves on to the league? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's he may I mean, I wouldn't have shocked me to see him uh follow Roy Williams to Kansas. That also wouldn't have shocked me. Oh for because Roy Roy uh, was a Dean Smith guy. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, so that wouldn't have shocked me. I don't think he would have I don't think he would have gone to Duke. Mm-mm. Although, I'd have Roy get a title at Kansas. Roy never did win one at Kansas. 
No, he didn't win one until he got to. Yeah. Carolina and won three. That might have that might have got him over the hump at old. What what if he what if he teamed up with Chris Paul over at uh Wake Forest? Wake. Oh man. Man. Wow. That would have been interesting. He'd have punched Chris Paul in the face like he did Steve Kerr. Chris Paul Chris Paul is great, <laughs> but he's he's annoying. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. I want to punch Chris Paul sometimes. <laughs> Jeez. I got just shut down, man. After a couple of years, he just gets on everybody's nerves. I mean, I'm a Rockets fan. Him and Harden, you know, which Harden, you know, he's his own enigma. But God. they were having issues. There was friction there after a couple of years. They were Chris Paul goes a couple of years, and it's like he's great. He's a coach on the floor, but he gets on our nerves, and he just he just he wears just, you down. He just wears it, on you. He just grates on you, and I don't yes. think he ever lets up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's at that point now. This is this was two years in Phoenix, and when you're not winning, it really gets annoying. Like Jordan, like Jordan was the same way, but like you're winning six championships. So, like, what are you gonna say to Michael? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just that's just I don't care for the person I work with. Just make it work. Everybody has that in mm-hmm. every type of job. Yes, <laughs> you they just do. don't see it every day like you do for 82 games. Like with yeah. the moves, you know, Rodman doing his thing. Jordan and you know that was that was a rock star group and they yes. just came together on the court to make it work. He just made it happen. I mean, there was something about him that just he just did it. And Phil yeah. just kind of giving everybody books and giving this guy more slack than this guy. Phil just kind of p- pushing all the right buttons and yeah, <laughs> keeping it all together. Yeah, his zen sense of state of mind or whatever he had going on. Yeah, now I'm watching Winning Time on HBO. Such a great show. I'm on episode nine. Okay. Such a great show. Adrian Brody plays Pat Riley, which is interesting. Uh, Jason Jason Siegel plays uh, plays Paul Westhead, which is also a very interesting casting decision. But uh, like, I didn't realize that you know because I'm too young to really deep dive into the into that Lakers team. Like just how insignificant for a while that Paul Westhead was with that with that team. And then all of a sudden just clicked. Like what made him click? Mm, I don't know. Because that was you, I was even a little bit young when they first started. And this was before he was the coach before Magic got there and then like for a year or two and then Riley comes in. No, I, I think it was Jerry West and then they drafted Magic and Jerry West resigned, and then Westhead was an assistant. Is how the the show plays it out. Hmm. I think West Westhead maybe coached for a year. I think he may have coached that eighty season, and then gave way or coached the next year, and then they didn't win it, and gave way to Pat Riley. Yeah, because the rumor or the word, the legend was always that like Magic got Westhead fired. Yeah, which I don't is, know if that's which is, or not. Then. which is probably true. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. Pat Riley comes in, and then it's Showtime, and then yeah. the rest is history. And you know, speaking of Beast East, former former Wildcat Pat Riley. So there you go, young kids. Kentucky in the '60s, Pat Riley was you know he was there doing his thing, and just a legend, man. Yeah, old Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, now he's a now he's the president of the Heat. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting choice for him to leave LA and go to. Uh, Go to New York, though. Yeah, 
and was, play totally different. Up and down the court, which the nineties, I guess the rules. You were fast breaking everybody to death with the Lakers, and then you go to New York and this the street ball, Patrick Ewing and Anthony Mason, and if you scored eighty points in a game, you were lucky. It was it was <laughs> physical, grinded out, Just not fast break. Yeah. 7268. <laughs> Just freaking destroy you. <laughs> Come down the lane, you're on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never could beat the Bulls, though. That was yeah. doing the crowd for that era concerned. Well, yeah. well, once the Bulls figured out the formula how to beat the bad boy Pistons, it kind of like translated right over to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan, Jordan wasn't scared. Jordan's just like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, hey, you're you're the bully. I'm gonna talk trash to the bully and at that point, Jordan had had got to that point where he was like, "Okay, now I'm going to start winning, and there's nothing you can do about it." And you mentioned would he have hit the weights in college and went for you in the hypothetical? Would he go play a year of college ball and go to the weight room mm-hmm. after the Pistons beat him to death for a couple of years? He went straight to the weight room. <laughs> I mean, so so really, like the '91 Jordan is kind of what you would get. As a 19-year-old or 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Because he instead That's of being scary. 28, he'd have been in the early 20s with it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, he comes in and probably uh, probably wins like six or seven in a row. And he's a rookie. He was rookie of the year. Average, I think, 28 a game. And that was his lowest point total. Yeah. That, I mean, that, so, was, his, that was the floor. So he college. he would have been rookie of the year in 03. Um because LeBron averaged 25. Um who won in 03? The Spurs. Oh, uh, let's see. 03. It might have been. Yeah, it's like 99, 03, 05. I think the Spurs did. Yeah. Yep. He probably gets picked by he, Jordan's probably not on the Bulls. Jordan's probably a maverick. Like Mark Cuban comes on the scene, probably picks Jordan. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, Cleveland was going LeBron no matter what. Yeah. That'd have been fun. Have those two in the same draft class. Then you could really debate it. You know, who's better. <laughs> you know, and if you flip it, you know, does if you put LeBron back in the eighties, he would have to adjust. Cause Look, as great as he, he is, he, he would. Flops, he flops a lot now, and to me, that's the only. That's my only complaint is, dude, you shouldn't. There's no reason for you to. Yeah. If he's going against the Oakley, you're 290 pounds. Like, yes. there's no way. Yes. So if you're in 1986, LeBron, you can't be playing the way you play now. You're gonna have to adjust to playing against. Oh, I mean, athleticism is better now than it was then, but the physicality back then. You know, we've they seen just physically fights. punished. We've you. seen all the fight. Go to Rex Chapman's Twitter and look at his pen tweet from the, the league in the eighties and nineties. Uh-huh. And so LeBron's going against you know Oakley and Lane Beer and Rick Mahorn and Charles Barkley and Xavier McDaniel. He's going to have to add some bruiser to his game if he's going to make it. Can, so, can you imagine getting hammered by the Davis twins and having Reggie Miller chirping at you at the same time? <laughs> can you imagine playing through that? That's stressful. Just throwing out, throwing it as a hypothetical. Yeah, my God, true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. 
where you have like you have like deadlift shrimp destroying you as you come through the come through the lane and then and then Peyton is 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 stripping you and then he's he's alley ooping to Sean Kemp and Sean Kemp is breaking the shot clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> That's right. Some athletic freaks back in the day too. Good God, man. <laughs> Speaking I of, can't imagine. Another, it's another dude that was coming. He was coming to Kentucky. Sean Kemp was coming. And then some little, some weirdness happened. Some, I don't know, somebody's necklace got stolen or something. Apparently, Sean Sutton, son of Eddie Sutton, who was a coach then, lost the necklace. And apparently, they thought Kemp did it. was, and anyway, he went on straight to the league. But he was, that, Kemp on those late 80s Kentucky teams went in the pickup games, you know, the, the Kenny Walkers and the guys that, we mm-hmm. come back in the summer. Kenny Walker's already in the pro. Kenny Walker won the 89 dunk contest. And he said Kemp was coming in there just skying above me. He said, I'm just watching him go on up <coughs> above yeah. me. And so this is this <laughs> the stories from those pictures. It's, it's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I I just I mean, there's a reason why they finally geared up and made a finals run, uh, the Sonics. Mm-hmm. And then they lost in forever. Lost their franchise at that point. At that moment, they at that moment, Oklahoma City was like, "Oh, we're getting an NBA team." Those green uniforms with the space needle, green and yellow, are still. They're still I know. They yeah, bring. they they need to give Seattle another franchise. They just got a hockey team up there. Bring the NBA back. They got the Kraken up there. I guess they got mm-hmm. a new ring. Don't bring the Sonics back. Yeah, do they like find- the Browns? Keep give them all the colors back. Give them all the. <laughs> Records, everything that was still all Seattle, give it back like you did with the Hornets and the Browns. Uh-huh. Just bring that back. Bring it back. Say, all right, New Orleans, <laughs> tough luck, man. Yep. <laughs> it just uproot the Pelicans and take them, <laughs> take them to Seattle. Or, or just re-uproot uproot the Thunder, Ooh. send them back to Seattle yep. where they belong. <laughs> They had their chances to to win with KD and Russ and Harden. That's a pretty good teams in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. Now they suck. Yep. Now they suck. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't think you didn't think you'd be t- tuning in to to hear Beast of the East talk about the NBA. Uh, talk about the Eastern Conference <laughs> in the you NBA. Be ready for anything, listeners? You never know what you're gonna get. You got to pivot sometimes, you know. <laughs> got to pivot. So. Yeah, you know, just looking at the, the the layout of the NBA and looking at the old school stuff, I, I think. Can you imagine coming out of LSU with Ben Simmons? What he would have been like in nineteen ninety five? Well, he, yeah, he probably would. He that'd have been better for him because you don't, you know, because you know, thanks to Dirk and all these guys and KD, you get all these stretch fours and guys supposed to be offensive guys. He could have just been a defensive guy, not expected to score, and and been maybe a lot better off if he played in '95. Also, the first shot he takes, he probably quits. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, Garnett's not doing his thing yet. Tim Duncan is not in the league yet. He can just go be a. I don't know what he would be. Like may, he maybe he gets drafted by the Spurs and mm. becomes a twin tower. Wow. And then Tim Duncan goes on to Boston. <laughs> and Rick Patino's <laughs> job is saved. Yeah. And Rick, 
Yeah. Larry Bird might not be walking through that door, but Tim Duncan is. <laughs> that was the hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. Ooh, ooh. Or or maybe or maybe uh you know, maybe LeBron gets drafted by the Nets ooh. and Calipari stays. Wow. And Tubby Smith goes on to have a Hall of Fame career at Kentucky. Yeah. Can you imagine that? And Tubby. Which you win the title in your first year, so it can only go downhill from there. That's true. Uh, and he was a, a bounce or two away from a couple more Final Fours. I think his whole tenure in Kentucky looks at, is looked at differently if he gets to a couple more Final Fours. He got to a couple more Elite Eights. Uh, there was a game against Michigan State where they lost in overtime. And then they lost to Marquette and your boy, Tom Crean and D Wade. Oh God, yes. D Wade has that triple double and and has his coming out party to the world mm-hmm. against Kentucky that day. Keith Bogans is hurt. He's trying to guard him on a sprained ankle. D Wade says, "Hello, y'all. I'm D Wade." Uh, if Tubby gets to the final four with that squad, his his whole his whole tenure looked that differently. But he he doesn't end up at Minnesota. Yeah, the Elite Eight is the only round that Kentucky has a losing record in in its history. So there's there's been so many more times they were this close to making it to the Final Four, but that Elite Eight has kind of been a little as, – as much success as Kentucky's had, Elite Eight has been a little bit of a kryptonite. There's been a lot of Elite Eights that they got knocked out in just the way the, the cookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah, happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. So, um, anything on the uh, any, anything else you want to want to talk about? We can we can end this thing a little a little early tonight. Yeah, to. I'm just going just got to give a little shout out to the Kentucky men's tennis team. Oh, there you go. Made it to the national championship. They they got beat go. against Virginia, but this was their first time making it to the final four. First time making it to the national championship. They beat TCU, who's the number one seed. They were an eight seed. They knocked off Ohio State in another upset. And first time ever in the Final Four. And they uh, – was it Ohio State they beat in the Final Four? Or, uh, and then Virginia – yeah, beat Virginia and lost to Virginia in the championship. Tennessee made it to the Final Four as well. They lost in the Final Four. Kentucky made it to the championship. And got beat. So shout out to Cedric Kaufman, who played tennis for Kentucky. Now he's the coach. Uh, but it's a historic season for tennis. And it's look, we we talk football, we talk basketball, and everybody else in these other sports is grinding just as hard and don't get as much attention. You know, the the non-revenue sports, the the spring sports, the baseball, the softball, the tennis, the golf. They work just as hard as, you know, the football team and the basketball team. So um a lot of people wanna 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 bash Mitch Barnhart to A D. Yeah. Um because of for number one, checkerboard uniforms. A lot of people get so ticked off about that. <laughs> <laughs> and number we still two, stole those from Tennessee. Exactly. Number two <laughs> number two, he's still yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to let alcohol sales happen at football games. So he's getting dragged for that. But all these teams across the board are a lot better than they were before mm-hmm. he got there. He, a volleyball just won a championship. Tennis just played for one. 
track and setting records, swimming and diving, all the sports across the board, not just basketball and football every now and then. They're all they're all competitive and, and you look at these directors' cup standings and Kentucky's top ten and, and doing better. So you gotta get them in credit. Got to. Got to, got to. All right. Before we let you go, uh, Believe Network tagged me in a uh, in a photo. Uh, some week one notable opening football lines. Uh, the Georgia-Oregon game at a neutral site opens up Georgia favored by 16 and a half. Thoughts on that? 16 and a half? Where at? What neutral site where? It's in the, it's in the bins. In Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> neutral in name only. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is y'all's 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 guy, Dan Lanning coming back. That's right. Uh he knows you well, but that doesn't that's not gonna help him. No, probably <laughs> y'all not. Gonna they, cover. They, they lose a lot too. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think until yeah, I think until uh, now that'll probably that'll probably come down to about eleven and a half, probably, if I had mm. to guess, or ten and a half. So, um, but early on, seven, 16 and a half. Uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas. Uh, that's an Arkansas Ooh. home game. Arkansas is favored by seven and a half Ooh. in that. Uh, Notre Dame is, is 15 and a half point underdogs to Ohio State. <laughs> and FSU coming in as two and a half point underdogs at a neutral site against LSU. And that neutral site is New Orleans. Mm, Brian Kelly's first game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Welcome to the family. <laughs> yes. I do declare we're not very much favored over over Florida State. <laughs> but, man, oh, man, I think we're going to have a great quarterback there. And it's going to be a Bayou Classic to remember. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what about Saban and, and Jimbo? I know y'all we all doing you and Israel oh talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it on Thursday, uh, because it was fresh. What do you think? Like I thought it was weird that Saban was popping off a little bit. I mean he's not he's not saying he's not lying. Right. Um <laughs> I think both of them think they're slick and neither one of them are. Uh Saban right. Saban said what everybody's kind of kind of thinking. You're pretty sure what's been happening anyway. Yeah. Jimbo fires back. He's like, I mean, he seems like a hothead anyway. He seems like one of those guys that's just, you know, Jimbo's going to fly yeah. off the handle type. Yeah. And the whole, you know, uh, what I've, I've, <laughs> the Battles did things the right way. So I coached with him to learn how not to do it. Why'd you yeah. stay four years? <laughs> you it took you that long <laughs> to learn how not to do it from 2000, 2004. Yeah. When, and you won a title with the man. And you, you've been pretty complimentary. You know, there's a video out after, after a two and them won that time. Sorry. After two and them <laughs> beat y'all. Mm-hmm. And, Jimbo's back in the tunnel waiting for Saban to come out. I just, it was just a game. I want to tell him how proud I am. Say congratulations. If you hate the man that much, why are you sticking around to congratulate him when he comes out the locker room? So yeah. Kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. Um, yeah, that's that's a new development. From Sab- from Saban's standpoint, to me though, too, for him to 
kind of poke, even though it's, he's saying some true stuff. This man lost not once, but twice to two former assistants for the first time last year. Yep. And you got to do something. Is he panicking? He lost to Kirby and he lost to Jimbo. And now is he kind of feeling like, oh, I got to. I'm not in control anymore. Is my window yeah. closing? Is, is there chinks in my armor? So I, I kind of, you know, I was kind of clowning both of them because they both was acting fool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Jimbo's talking out of both sides of his mouth, and Saban's finally like, well, I'm starting to go downhill now. So here we go. Mm-hmm. They've been nipping in my heels all these years, and now they a couple of them bit me. They're 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 gaining on me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do something. I gotta say something. I gotta, and you know he's always so he he it came across he was kind of whining, mm-hmm. like he whined about hurry up offenses. Oh, he was always the one. He was always the one fussing about that because his defense kind of had trouble with that. Every time it was somebody complaining about that, it was saving. You know. So this was kind of this kind of struck me as that. You know, here he is. He lose to this dude, and now you're gonna be the one to kind of say he's bomb players, which maybe he is and probably was. But I don't I don't know. Uh but yeah, they you know, they they dominated the the airwaves and <laughs> and you watch, you watch when they play each other that week. That week leading up to the game, Saban's gonna get mad when everybody asks him about it. Watch him; he'll be pissed off. <laughs> oh, you muted, man. Can't hear you. I think you muted. Can't hear you. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I, I had to turn off my microphone. Let's see if that helps at all. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back now. Oh, I've, I've had that happen. Yeah, hold on. Give me one second. Okay. How about can you, can you hear me again? Yeah. Yep. 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 Weird. Like shorted out for a second. I had that happen a couple of times. I get everything oh, hooked up. The one viewer came in. I was like, uh, okay. 
We just made a bad first impression on somebody. Uh oh. <laughs> come back, come back, come back, and come. I promise you. It was another. I chance. promise you. Well, I guess that'll give us a chance to. Uh, that should give us a chance to um, take off. So uh, we are the Beast of the East podcast on the Believe Network, y'all's conference network as well, uh, joining forces to to give you this. Uh, you can catch Vinny on Believe in Kentucky. Uh, and was it Cats Talk Wednesday? Yep. Yeah. I made an appearance with, uh, I did a, a tricontinent show, tricontinental show uh, last night. Mm. Um, I did a Pittsburgh Steelers show. Okay. And one host lives in uh, Birmingham, England, and the other host lives in Australia. Wow. So we recorded. And this was for Steelers? Yeah, they're Steeler fans. Wow. It's called the Steeler Syndicate. Uh, if you check my Twitter, I've retweeted it. Uh, you can see my appearance on there. We chop it up a little bit. And so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Joining on with uh, Britsburg Owen and uh, at Steelers Oz. Talking black and gold? Talking the black and gold. Oh, my goodness. Oh, with some with some overseas fans. Wow. Mm. Inter- international fans, so, yeah. And they and they said the black and gold was the reason why they picked the Steelers. That oh, that was the first that was the first thing that attracted them to Pittsburgh. Oh Lord, blister hearts. Oh. <laughs> but yes, I mean, I, I can't knock can't knock their fandom. You know, nope. just... they they came from truly nothing, so that's that's impressive. In and of itself, so uh, they 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 originally want to know about George Pickens, and we didn't talk much about George Pickens. We talked oh, okay. more like college football in general. Mm. So they were just asking, they were just peppering me with questions. I think I'm gonna go back on with them sometime this summer. Yeah, it's gonna be like a football one on one type episode. So they just reached out on Twitter, asked you to be a guest. Just, yeah, I, I was on a, Georgia Pickens just became a Steeler. Let's get him on. I was on behind the steel curtain as well. Uh, which is on SB, which is on SB Nation. They they the wanted me Steeler to Steeler love, man. They they picked George Pickens. They wanted they wanted to talk to me about it. I got you. They just look out. <laughs> Steelers too. I wasn't even born, but I hate them because they beat Dallas in those two Super Bowls in the seventies. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even around, but I've seen those clips so many times. It's like I was there. Lynn Swan making those catches and Terry Bradshaw and yeah, it happens, right? Oh, it so. Does. What can you do? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. So, well, it, well, uh, Vinny, we're going to get out of here in a quick programming note. We will not be with you next Monday night. Uh, we will uh, celebrate Memorial Day holiday, and we'll come back at you the following week um, and really kind of give you a, a a bird's eye view of who's still alive in the college baseball postseason, and then we'll also get you ready for the impending college football season. Yep. So for Vinny Hardy and Israel Troop, who is currently moving from Albany to Valdosta, we are Beast of the East, brought to you by Bet Online, presented by BetOnline.ag. We wish you a, a very great evening. We hope you have a great week, even better weekend, and we'll see you back here in two weeks. Goodbye. Go dogs. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.